right, we're back for another hour of the Chicken and Liquor Hour. We got the homie in the building. Um, Shan Shan. <laughs> Hi, guys. Um, sincerely, Shan is in the building. How are you doing, ma'am? I'm doing great. I'm doing great. How's I was waiting for the intro. I was waiting for the intro. That. I'm not, I'm still working on my intros. I I'm like work- it. I'm still working on them, but yeah, the main one I got. We back for another hour, chicken and liquor hour. Sometimes two. Or chicken and liquor hour. You know I could do it for you. Like so, <laughs> yeah. So, so the intro when you first play it is just me pouring liquor into a cup. I know. I like that. So yeah, we are. That's literally me when I was recording podcast one night. I was real drunk and I just decided to get my cup right next to the microphone, just laughing and pouring it and my homegirl said you should use that as your intro and three years later here we are how long have you had that mic how long have i what how long did it take you to like build up get all your equipment and stuff like that you think you're still in the process of building so i started out just buying people think they got to get all the most expensive stuff starting out like you want to start out small because you don't know how consistent you're going to be how big you're going to get like you just a lot of people, everybody thinks they can just start a podcast because they think, man, I have fun talking with my friends. But most people that started aren't consistent. And here I am. This is our, this is my 107th episode, 107. And so you want to make sure you're actually going to be consistent with something you stick with. I'm legit. When I first started this back in, I think, 2016 or 17, I Googled uh, podcast microphones. And then I Googled, I was like, that's a little expensive right now. And I Googled uh, cheap podcast microphones and one came up I was just reading all the reviews for it. I took a day to took a day or two reading all the reviews for them and stuff and it had really good reviews and it was simple enough and uh I bought a microphone right now when I record over zoom though I don't even use it because it sounds pretty good without it I use my microphones when we're uh in person though but it was a 20 I bought two 20 uh microphones and then one I had a gift card at Best Buy that someone gave me for my birthday and I bought an $80 one. So I use that one when it's like a couple, several people and picks up a lot of people. But yeah, like you can start out really small and cheap. Like it's so many ways to record now. That when is make- your birthday? March 14th. Happy belated. Wow, thank you. <laughs> I, I remember it now. It's five days after my dad. You were Pisces. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, you. you're five days after my dad. I'm gonna remember it now. You didn't tell me happy birthday. You didn't tell me happy birthday. When was your birthday? December before your. Oh, so it ain't. No, it ain't came yet. So no, I it still came. Got it came and it passed. No, it ain't. It ain't. Has you had your? Have you had your birthday for 2022 yet? No. Thank you. I, I don't even like how the way 2022 sounds. This world going crazy. Well, you might as well get used to it because we got, it's just going to keep getting crazy and crazier what it seems like. It's shit wild and a motherfucker. So um, speaking of that, this is how I start off every show with a segment called Minimize Your Fucks, which basically means how are you minimizing your fucks? How are you not going crazy? What are you doing to stay sane? Where's your mental health at right now? Right now, um, I'm taking my medication, okay? Number okay. one, one thing. One thing for sure, don't don't listen to anybody that tells you don't take no take take them take take your medication because they some some medication you have you do withdraw when you don't like have so I do have like anxiety medicine that I have that was prescribed to me from a psychiatrist. 
I'm currently looking for a therapist and I've called two or three offices. Um, they are, they told me that they're booked for the next three months. So I guess COVID or whoever, or everybody's deep, going deep into their mental health, which I'm really digging right now, that everybody is actually being aware that mental health does cause an issue and it does affect everybody in different ways. So um, there always, there's no real way to tell if somebody's having a mental issue or anything like that, or just maybe if they're acting differently than they usually act, maybe just, you know, you don't have to just be like, do you need to talk or anything? Hey, I was thinking about you or something like that. But I've really been just reading. I've been reading and I just been diving into my business. Like I've been like putting my all my focus into my business. And I've decided to, um, I switched my major. So I switched my major because my original major was um, biochem, which I went to Florida State. Um, I'm not like you. I hated it. What does that mean? You enjoyed Florida State. I did not. I wasn't a student there. I was working. Oh, I thought you went to Florida State. Girl, no, I was working. I was a, that was my career. I was a professional. Okay, well, I went to Florida State. I hated it. Um, wow. Um, you mean I, white people? No, the, no, there's a lot of white people. I ain't gonna lie. I ain't gonna, yeah. I'm not gonna lie. It's like, it's like 50,000 white people in one area. Correct. But um, I went originally as a transfer. So I originally got my AA in Broward. Um, I was really good. I had like a 3.4 GPA. And so I got accepted into Florida State. So I thought that was like, my brother went to Florida State and, you know, everybody's like all crazy about the football team. And I lived in Tallahassee for a little period of time. And I liked the area a little bit. It was a little cheaper or whatever. So I decided to go there um, after I got my AA, but I got my AA a little bit older because um, I didn't go to, to college directly after high school. Because I was, I went into the workforce for some reason. I was more focused on making money at the time than building a career or whatever. You know, everybody makes their own decisions. So speaking of that, how is, what is it like trying to get back into the school mode then after you've been gone for a while? How is that? Um, I feel as if since I had a break, that I was more. I was more eager to get into school. Oh, okay. So, um, like, I was like a like, like I previously heard on your um, podcast, you were a complete extrovert in school and stuff like that. Like, you were always an extrovert. I was not like that in school. I was an introvert. Yeah. So I hated being there. I was barely there. Um, high school, I passed like I barely passed. I passed with like a two point I was barely there. I barely tried. I didn't. I hated being there. I was bullied a lot and stuff like that. So I just did not like being there. So I got into smoking marijuana early. So in the end, I was always high. I was not in class. I was not trying to be in class. I was not. I barely. I did the bare minimum just to pass. Yeah. Okay. 
So when I got out of high school, because I've worked since I was 15, I had my first job when I was 15. So I got hired at Publix. So I worked at Publix till, till I was 15 to 18 after I graduate. So at that time, I'm like, well, you guys aren't paying me enough money. I need something that's going to pay me enough, so, some more money or whatever. So I go and I get myself a call center job, some regular bullshit job where everybody goes and they all date each other. And yeah. So eventually, like, eventually I just didn't enjoy it anymore because it's like I'm doing all this. I'm getting 10, 50. And I like, even though I would work so much, I, I, I have a like a high work ethic. So I would work so much that my paychecks would be like a thousand every two weeks or whatever, which was at the time when I'm 18, that's a lot of money to me coming from. Oh, yeah. Back then, that was a lot of money, boy. Yeah, you know, coming from working at Publix where my checks is like $200 mm-hmm. and stuff like that. So I was like, oh, this is this is this is it right here. And things happened, you know, like I got around the wrong crowd. I ended up um, getting in trouble just like with the law and stuff like that. So overall, that messed up my background. So it messing up my background kind of hindered me, but it also gave me different opportunities. So I always try to look at things like things are both-sided. Like it hindered me from the point, whereas I've had a job since I was 15, every interview that I've ever want to, I've gotten the job on point. Yeah, I've never been like, oh, I go to an interview, I'm nervous. No, I always get the job because it was just, that was how good I was at customer service and just speaking at, speaking to somebody and explaining to them my skill set and explaining to them how far I could go. But now at this point, um, now it's like, no matter how good I could talk, my background check comes back. Mm-hmm. It's a no, it's a big X. Yeah. So... I ended up um, just, you know, taking different avenues to how um, how I was gonna make money and stuff like that, obviously, because I couldn't get a job. So um, while I was doing that type of work, I'm gonna say it, I was, I was dancing, I was dancing. Well, so I, I live in Atlanta, so half of the folk here, that's all they're doing, so. It's not like that. And you probably was ahead of your time then because now all that shit's normal as hell back then. Yeah, back then it was not, it was not, and I was not, like, I was not even the type of person that that could saw myself in that industry. So it's like, me do that? Hell no. Back then, back in the day, like, probably just about, you probably six, seven years ago, more a little bit over five years ago, it's like women would try to hide it if they was doing it. You know, they yeah, wasn't trying to that's show it all. And that's now, that. I think the the good part about social media is it makes people more comfortable in who they are and not not um, being embarrassed at what they do and showing that hey, this actually isn't a bad thing. Like you can make good money doing it. People enjoy doing it. It's normal. You can either enjoy doing it or you might doing it just because you're making a lot of money to get to where you want to be. But now. Shoot, now you get on Twitter, it's it's not just stripping anymore. It's fucking porn all over Twitter. So it's <laughs> so it ain't like it's just 
dancing or anything. Like everything's accepted in 2022. <laughs> exactly. And, and that just shows you because I graduated high school 2013. So I was 18. I didn't start dancing until I was like 19, almost 20. So I was 20. And at that time, it was not normal to people. That's like 2015. It's not normal. You don't tell people that you're doing that, that you're in that industry. That's what you do. But at the end of the day, that was, I had a car payment. I had bills. I had things I had to do. So that was the only thing that I could think of that would give me enough freedom to do it. So I did it and I did it for a few years. And then I decided, you know, two years into it, I decided, let me go back to school. So I, I applied, I applied, I actually, um, it took a lot of work actually. Um, at first they didn't really want to give me, um, I thought my background would have been the issue, but it wasn't my background. It was more so of me getting financial aid and verifying my financial aid, but it made no sense to me because I went to school here in Florida this whole time. So I don't understand why I would have to verify my residency. Like, look at my transcript, my, you know, my transcript or whatever. But it was at that time that, like, I realized that you can actually really, there are really different schools in high school. So you really do have to pay attention to like what kind of high school and what kind of county you're in. Because I went to school, to a high school in two different counties so i went to high school in st lucie county and i went in palm beach county so by the way uh for everybody listening that's uh florida just for the people who don't know oh yes yeah that's florida so um one part is south florida the other part is closer to like mid florida or whatever so the mid florida they did not prepare us for like sats and stuff like that so if your parents weren't aware of how to apply for colleges if they weren't applied aware of the requirements you just didn't know so mm -hmm. i was a senior and at that point i still hadn't taken the sats until i moved down to south florida and then my advisors like you need to take your ACTs, you need to take your sats you need to start applying for colleges you need to start applying for colleges and at that point i felt like i was so behind that like I applied to fam, I didn't get in. I applied to like little schools, I didn't get in. So that's when it was like, damn, like, damn, like I'm like behind, like how am I behind? And it's honestly just because some counties are just faster. Like I went to the school I was at, they were bringing on sponsors to like draft the, the football team and stuff like that. While that was not going on in the, my school in Port St. Lucie, they didn't even access. I never once took my SATs or ACTs before when I was at the other school. So it was where? like Port St. Lucie. Oh, Port St. Lucie. That's a, a real small town, right? It's, it's getting bigger now. Everybody's Come on. It's, it's, it's smaller than Tallahassee, ain't it? Yeah, dude, girl, you are lying. It is smaller than Tallahassee. About to look it up right now. Cause my homeboy is from Port St. Lucie. No, let me. I'm gonna look it up right now too. I love you. Port St. Lucie is definitely smaller than. Oh, never mind. My, you know what? My bad. It's about the same size as Tallahassee. My bad. Exactly. <clears throat> exactly. I don't know. I just thought it was a small little country ass town. No, it's not like it's not like Quincy or something like that. Yeah, that's what I thought it was like Quincy. No, no, it's actually a pretty big like 
it's actually very far. So it's like if you're younger there, there's there was no bus. So it's like you can't. Oh wow. Yeah. So it it, it was not advanced at all. So it's like it, you really can't do anything. You, it's like your parents have to bring you. At least Tallahassee, they had a bus system. They had like stuff like that. They are just the capital. So of course they are just creating that stuff for them now. Oh okay. So let me, okay, let's go back. Are you? Is that your hometown? Is that where you're from? No, my hometown okay. is Delray Beach. So I was oh, born okay. in Haiti and I was raised in Delray Beach. But um, my parents, they decided their dream house was in Port St. Lucie because it was a bigger home. So we bought our house in Port St. Lucie and we moved there. And that's where I spent middle school and high school getting ridiculed by little integers. So if you if someone asks you, where are you from? What, what do you consider home? Where are you from? Where you're from? Delray Beach. Okay, you consider Delray Beach. And did you like that the most? Because it sounds like you didn't like Port St. Lucie. I hated Port St. Lucie. Why did you get bullied? What would they bully you from? Um, like because I was from Haiti and like, you know, like my mom, like my mom is just like working her ass off to try to just because I'm the last of five kids. So um the the sibling ahead of me is seven years older than me. So it's like. Oh, the I'm, next, the you're the closest sibling to you, seven yeah. years older? Oh, wow. Yes. So like my, my best friend, my sister, she's 10 years older than me. Oh, okay. So like everybody's way older than me. So I'm like way younger. So it's like, I'm going to school by myself. Like I'm not, mm. so I'm like it's just I would I didn't have the right clothes I didn't have the right hair mm. I didn't have the right Jordans or whatever whatever or um I was in middle school everybody was growing boobs I didn't have boobs yet or whatever or whoever and at that time you know Haitians weren't the shit so it's like oh you're Haitian and this that's, that's what's wild to really think about because now like with immigrant immigrants period like people from other countries especially like like Haitians just island folk Africans all of that it's like really popping to be that now yeah back then, like I remember like I remember my friends because in Louisville in the area in Louisville where I grew up where I was went to uh, middle school and high school that area had a lot of West Africans that had immigrated there in the mid-90s and I remember back then they would get like they would talk about how they would get joked on and stuff. And I guess because I never I never joked on them. I just never saw it. So it always surprised me. But I remember back in the day they would talk about how they got joked on all the time. But now it's like the cool thing to be oh. Haitian and, and everything. And wow, how things change. It's just I, I remember what's crazy to think. And I'm guilty of this, but I remember calling each other African booty scratcher. Like that's really yeah, yeah. That was like a funny little nickname, you know. And they used to have like Haitian week or like stuff like that, where they would throw batteries at Haitians. That's crazy. They would tell us this other was this white kids, other black kids, like who? It was a little. It was a little bit of everybody. It was a little crazy. The only cool thing back in the day was to be mixed. If you were mixed or you were Spanish, it was like that was the thing. Mixed in Louisville. I'm trying to think in Louisville, what was it cool when if it came to race or anything? Because like you grew up in a place where it had a little bit more diversity in different cultures and stuff, though. And so exactly 
primarily like when I was in elementary school, I grew I, so I grew up in the West End of Louisville. The West End of Louisville is pretty much either poor and low middle class black people and mi middle class, low middle class black people. I was low on the very low middle class, basically. I think we was actually, there's plenty of times where we were poor, but you know, when you got some really good parents, you can't tell that you're poor growing up. It wasn't, mm -hmm. until, it wasn't until I got older and I'm like, damn, we was poor back then. I didn't even realize it. It's but, not until you realize that your friends get in cars and you like, where my car at? Yeah. When I was, yeah. I remember being in high school. I remember when I, so, so when, when I got in eighth grade, we left the West End and we moved out to an area called like Newburgh and uh, Petersburg, which was an area where Newburgh has a little bit more hood black folk, but then you go around the corner, it's pretty not comfortable. I ain't gonna say wealthy, like rich or whatever, but very comfortable black people that I wasn't used to growing up in the West End. And these people would act like they was from the hood and talking about how poor they were. And I'm like, bro, you got a two car garage. Like I, I I didn't grow up I didn't grow up with people that had two car garages. Like I I ended up going to high school. You a sixteen year old and you have a car whatever the year you graduate in basically. Like I didn't have any of that. So that's when I started realizing, oh, we don't have that much money because all these kids getting cars and shit. Like they got two car garages. I ain't got none of this shit. Like I remember when when I was I think like sophomore year of high school, we that's when I had moved out to that area. And we lived in a house that my grandmother owned, my mother's mother. And my grandmother, um, I guess I, I love her because she's my grandmother, but she's an evil ass woman. She is a very <laughs> evil woman. And she is a very evil woman. And she kicked us out of the house that she owned. Me, my mother, and my sister, my parents had got a divorce when I was in eighth grade, seventh grade. And then my father started going through his stuff, like he was on drugs and just going through stuff or whatever all over the place. And then it was me, my mother and sister. She kicked us out of the house, changed the locks on the doors. We was homeless. Luckily, a friend from church took us in. And from sophomore year until midway through senior year of high school, I slept on a couch for those two and a half years. I didn't have a bedroom or anything. All my clothes, literally all my clothes and tennis shoes and all that was in a garbage bag in the front room closet. So I didn't have a bedroom. I didn't have a real closet. I had probably two pair of jeans to my to uh, to myself, and it's still crazy. Despite all of that, I still didn't really know that we were poor. Like I, I, I was really thinking, oh, most people are probably living like this. I, I, I really figured most people, and I think that credit to my mother on how good of a mother she really was and is, because. I still never felt like I was lacking something. It wasn't until I got older and then started seeing all those kids with cars and shit. And then even when I got to college and hearing all these kids talking about vacationing and I'm like, damn, we didn't really do all those vacations and shit. Like y'all rich. Listen, and okay. It's, it's crazy because like when we switch from Delray cause in Delray, we were living in Delray. We were living on the West side. So it's not like the poor side, you know, the West side is always like the richer side or whatever. Not in Louisville. That was the poor side. Um, <laughs> but, you know, like East side over here is oh, always I got you. closer to yeah, the Yeah, because West Atlanta is like that too, so. Yeah, so it's like, um, in Delray, we live five minutes from the beach. But the house was like, um, we had a big family, you know, like I'm the last of five. So it was like seven of us in a three bedroom. So in the end, I was like raised 
until up until elementary school sharing a room so i always shared a room i mm -hmm. we shared everything until you know like my parents they they wanted to you know i guess that's the black the blackness in them show all the efforts that they put and shit like that go get big shit and yeah. stuff like that so they decided to buy um a five-bedroom house in port st lucie which was um very good pricing at the time because it was a brand new house so like that's when Port St. Lucie was first getting built up. Their houses were very good. That's before like the um, recession and everything. So then I moved from a house where I was sharing a room to where all of us had our own rooms. So we all had our own rooms and stuff like that. How old was you when you first got your own room? Sixth grade. Okay, so about 12, something like that yeah so about 12 something like that so um like around that time like i still like i never looked at myself as misfortunate because right i guess like there was always somebody because i i stayed on the west side but it was always considered like this is like the west hood like even though i'm five minutes away from the beach this is like because you see some of the neighbors next to you and you see like the way that they're living and stuff. So you already know, like, the property of your house is only based off of the property around you. Mm -hmm. So it's like, you know, so it's like, if they're, if they're kind of poor, or they're like on the lower end, that means that you're on the kind of lower end. So that's when we moved, because my parents wanted to flourish and, and whatever. So it was a new area. I hated it. Um, but it was south, it was, it was, it was still like Port St. Lucie, whatever. So there was a lot of African Americans, there was a lot of whites, there was a lot of Spanish, a lot of people were just moving there due to the fact that it was brand new. There was a lot of land there. It was cheap to buy the house there. You get a lot of land for your house. It was very spread out. So, like, let's say like a five-bedroom for 300000 in Florida with that's two story you won't right. find that you won't find that in delray beach for less than a million now in 2022 is gonna be two million yeah. <laughs> you know what i'm saying so it's like it's like imagine like that type of pricing at that time so it's like a really good pricing but then the recession hit so obviously like the pricing goes down everything goes down but at that time the act it was all about jamaicans and puerto ricans and mixed bitches okay the haitians were like no nope, you guys eat cats you guys are like the worst of the worst um we don't care about you guys or or it was still like a lot of colorism oh she yellow bone or she red bone yeah. or it, it was a lot of the bone bone i would say puerto ricans were big i remember in middle school high school era puerto like, ricans were a big thing it was like you yep. puerto rican it not the mexicans though just the Puerto Ricans. Yeah, especially in the hip hop culture and then the young black folk. Like, I remember Puerto Rican was like, that was a popping thing to be if you if, was a Puerto Rican. If you was Puerto Rican, if you yeah. were Puerto Rican or like, that's just what it was. It was Puerto Rican. It wasn't, it wasn't Mexican. It wasn't like any other, Brazilian wasn't even in at that time. I will say up in our area, like Brazilian, they looked at Brazilian like it, cause we didn't know a lot of Brazilian folks. So I remember we had, one these brother and sister that was brazilian come to our high school and we was just like wow that's 
so exotic. We thought like we thought that was different. But once again, like I said, it was primarily where I grew up, black and white people. But in my high school, so in my high school, it was different. It wasn't like all those Hispanics and all that. It was like I said, West Africans and Bo it was a lot of Bosnians in my school. Like and Bosnians, I remember all the Bosnians. They drove the newest sports cars, and they used to wear. That's a Bosnian. Bosnian. A black it's, Asian? No, Bosnian. Like they're from Bosnia. Hold on, let me let me just look it up so I don't sound stupid. Um, it's southeastern Europe, and I think it's in Serbia. I want to say. Hold on, I don't want to sound dumb. We're gonna look this up. So Bosnia. So it's a lot of Bosnians. Uh. Bosnians, West Africans, and then we had some Cubans. Not a whole lot, but a couple Cubans in my high school. But it was a lot of Bosnians and West Africans. And so that was out in my area. And all the Bosnians drove new sports cars. They wore tight polos with the remember back in the day when people used to wear their the collars. String, pop? The string. Oh yeah, the collar, the collars pop with the little string yeah. bags. Yeah, yes, yes, with the string backpacks and the collars were up and tight polos. All the Bosnians in my high school dressed like that all the time. And they talked really aggressively. They was cool as hell, but they talked aggressively, though. And so you had them and a lot of West Africans in my area. So I didn't, I, it wasn't, I moved to Florida in uh, January 2014. So in 2014, that's when I had first moved to Florida. That was the first time I was really around, like, Hispanics okay. and Haitians and all of that. I knew nothing, I knew nothing about Haitians before I moved to Florida. And I knew very little about Hispanics. And I also learned there that all these different cultures eat rice and beans, but they all eat it very differently than one another. They just like, prepare it differently. It's yeah. all, yeah. And then I remember I had a lot of Haitian students on my staff and they all, like, I remember one of my students, uh, Mo, he was like, yeah, man, he said, uh, we'll eat rice and beans with breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Like we eat that all the time. Yeah. And I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna lie. It wasn't until I moved to Florida until I started eating rice and beans. And now and even still to this day, I eat rice and beans like five or six times a week. I eat it all the time. Like Florida really rubbed off on me crazy. I eat that shit all the time and people, and it's wild because when people will make little comments here and there, like, you can just tell, like, I really absorbed myself in Florida culture. I really did. Yes, because the food is hitting. The one thing about... Ooh, I do love the Florida culture. What, go ahead. One thing about what? Florida got the food. Florida does have the food. And people, like, I got here, and people like, man, Atlanta got good... Atlanta has some, like, good food spots. Atlanta has some... Did we go to one place in Atlanta that had that really good food? Oh no, we went to Houston. We went to that Houston spot. But Atlanta does have dope food spots. But I look like the food in Florida for me. That was for me though. Like I, but I also will say, like, yeah, I I didn't because I went to um Blue Flame. I had some chicken wings. It wasn't all that. Hitting. I like the wings at Blue Flame. Yeah, but. <laughs> no, I got you though. Like, like I got you. It's like honestly. Like, I've even gone to, like, Orlando and had Haitian food in Orlando, and I'm like, what is this? What is this? This is not 
what it's supposed Orlando to be. Orlando had a dope Jamaican restaurant. I can't remember what it was called, but it had so, a restaurant that was really good. So it's like Florida with food, there's so many different cultures. Like mm-hmm. I even eat Peruvian food out here. I even eat Indian food. Like the food here is undefeated. But of course, you know, you go, I go, I've been to Chicago. They got their hot dog. That shit's on point. You can't beat that. Yep. Hey, yep. they got that. They got that. They got they got the deep dish. They got so, that. Okay. So here's a question. Here's a question. When it comes to certain cities, what what particular foods do you think of that matches that city? Um, okay. One that I think does not match is New York and pizza. They do not you, match. You don't think it matches? No, I Why? don't. Because it's just it's just flat, but it's not like, oh my God, I need to have another one because I've been to New York at least more than 10 times. And the pizza is not what I'm like. You don't, you don't like the New York style pizza? It doesn't do anything for me. What's but your favorite version of pizza then? That Chicago, that deep dish. Mm. That deep dish, when I tell you that deep dish, I went to Chicago and I had a, I, I was there for three days. I had a hot dog every day. That hot, you- hot dog. <laughs> I had a hot dog every day. That hot dog was $7. I did not care. Okay. Every day. I That's one to- thing. I have not had a hot dog from Chicago though. No, you have to, and you have to have it the way that they serve it. Correct. Yeah. Like, like that's, that's like one thing about like when I travel to different places and different origins and stuff like that, even though like some foods, like I know I won't like this. I know I won't like that. Sometimes I'll even persuade myself just to try something that I may not even be able to pronounce it. I may not even be able to like one thing, like it might have like chunks of tomatoes on it and I don't like tomatoes, but I'll still I'll still order it the way that it's supposed to be served just because I'm trying to get the real feel of the culture. Yeah, of, the, oh, of, of course. Yeah, word up. You know, so it's like, like, like when you travel, like I've traveled to like Amsterdam and I've had like Indonesian food. Now, like Indonesian food is one of my favorites. It's like undefeated right now. And it's also going to be hard to eat Indonesian food anywhere else to match up with what you had there. Exactly. Yeah. Like, it's like when I'm like being here in Atlanta now and I I enjoy Atlanta, but like people talk about man, this dope Mexican restaurant, blah, blah, blah. Here you get those like fake bougie Mexican restaurants. I'm like the dopest Mexican spots are the most basic Mexican spots that they're not trying to be bougie. Like these spots they right on the corner. If you look too hard, you might miss it. Yes. Like they, <laughs> yes, you know, that's what some so people don't understand. And they're not a real foodie. You're not a real foodie if you don't understand that. It's not the chain restaurants that have the good food. Not it's even just chain though. Like not, not even just chain. It's the restaurants that are trying to be bougie. And they like the best Mexican restaurants are actually cheap. But they here, they they overprice every fucking thing and then the drinks they want to say they're so fresh and all that and the drinks aren't they strong spend so much they spend so much on the spot so some yes. restaurants they spend so much on their location that they go half they go cheaper on the food because yes. oh they spent so much money on this place to have a view and have the location and but it's like what is it for i'm i'm, I'm coming here to eat right yep 
yeah, I'm coming here for a view, but I'm coming here to eat. That's so, one thing. Atlanta restaurants are more concerned with the aesthetics than yes. the actual dope food and strong drinks. Because I always I tell people here, when I lived in Florida, bro, all the drinks were cheaper than Atlanta and they were stronger. It was cheaper and stronger. And they was like, it's because you lived in Tallahassee. Not just Tallahassee, no. my nigga. Not well, just us. But also was those those Mexican restaurants in Tallahassee was fire though. I miss those Mexican restaurants there, but not just Tallahassee though. It's like over Atlanta. It's like they're trying to make so much money off of you with drinks and mm-hmm. and with hookah. And it's like okay, yeah, I I'll indulge. I'll indulge. Indulge. Excuse me. Indulge <laughs> and hookah like. I've gone to London and smoked hookah and they call it shishka over there. And I'm like, yep, okay, sure man, let's, let's go, let's go vibe with shishka, whatever. Which they had a shishka bar in Tallahassee, by the way. And that was a little dope ass little lounge. And you it know, was way different than the hookah spots here. You know, but it's like, they're serving us drinks. They're serving us. It's like it, the ambiance comes into mm-hmm. it. But yep. the thing is, I, there is a reason why I came here and make sure you don't forget the reason why I came here. I Correct. came here to eat. So I that's, want- That's to- the reason I'm here. I'm here for the strong drinks and the dope food. Exactly. Cause it's like, that's why it does. That's why the ratchet clubs be making so much money. Correct. Cause, Cause they're not scared to throw a little extra in the, a person drink. They not, they're not over here measuring. And <laughs> measuring my shit and look i'm not gonna lie bro i miss like it not even necessarily ratchet just the basic shit just the 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 basic shit where it's probably 45 45 ratchet and 65 laid back like i miss that and here in atlanta you eat here in atlanta you either get hella ratchet or hella bougie or, or hella bougie or fake bougie or fake bougie you get a lot of fake bougie around here. And I'm like, cause I like my friends here, they be wanting to go to, they either want to go to the most ratchet of ratchet spots or to the like bougie spots. And I'm like, I'm somewhere in between ratchet and bougie. Yeah, it's like, I'm in between. I'm in between right now. Cause it's like, now it's like certain spots that I used to like to go to that mm-hmm. they used to play all the ratchet music I like. I And then you go there, you buy, you buy two drinks, you good for the night. Correct. Oh my gosh. Like, did you ever what's that spot in Tallahassee? Um you know what? Keep what's her name told me about that spot. That um it was that one spot you go and you get that strawberry Hennessy or whatever. Over by Fam You. Yeah, you get that strawberry Hennessy and you get Bruh. two of them. By the time your second one. Yes. They used to do trap karaoke, but it was in the middle of the hood. Like there's churches and Dollar Generals and houses right around the club. And no, I gotta look okay, it up. okay, I got a I real question for you. I got a real question for you. Yeah. Do you remember the little rib spot where the guy made the ribs Thursday to Saturday? Hell yeah. Those is the best ribs I ever had. Oh my god, like bro, they, he would just be sitting on the street just barbecuing ribs and shit. He was sellout too. Oh my gosh, yes. I remember, no, I remember that. Them rules. Was- you know, I ain't gonna lie, bro. Tallahassee has some good food, though. Tallahassee has very good food. That's one thing I'm not gonna lie. They have very, very good food. Very Correct. good food. Not Haitian food. The Haitian food. Right. 
they don't have good age, but they do have like wild Cajun. They had amazing oysters. Oh, yeah. Amazing. They had very good seafood. The ribs I had there is amazing. Oh, yeah. The seafood was fire. Yes. The seafood Even was fire. Even the Indian food was fire. Even and they the, had good Mexican restaurants too. Exactly. Even the Indian food was fire. The Mexican restaurants, they serve you, they serve you liquor like it's it's whatever. Bruh. So it's like they, they would, bruh, you. Did you ever go to El Patron? Of course. I think I um, went there with you to meet with you and oh, your yeah. friends for you your probably, birthday, oh, yeah. birthday lunch. Your birthday. Oh, you did. I think it was when I first met you. It was one yeah. of our birthdays. Somebody's yeah, it birthday. was your birthday. It was your birthday and somebody else's birthday. Oh, okay. So yeah, I remember we was out on the patio. Yeah, we was out on the patio yeah. and then and then you got the frozen drinks because you like the frozen ones. You know, I hey, you know it. And you know it's I used to get make fun of back in the days to call me gay all the time for like frozen drinks. And I'm like, that's crazy because this shit good than a motherfucker. I don't know what y'all <laughs> talking about. <laughs> I don't know what y'all talking about, bro. But I definitely remember that like they had a um the uh yardstick, that big ass margarita. And or and they also had the um the three patron where they would add three patron shots to your margarita yes. and and all the margaritas was two for one all day yes. every day all day every day it was two for one right. so you could get drunk off of thirteen dollars and be drunk. It's just the fact is that now they especially in Atlanta like they trying to double charge you like first of all here's here's my thing right so so. It's, it's even in South Florida too. So, so I went out with a friend one night, um, a friend who, um, you know, you know, I went out with her one night. She was, she, there was um, her, somebody in her family just passed. So I'm over here, I'm consoling her. She's Is this more, a friend that we both know or no? No, we both. Okay. But um, this was a, a, a before friend. So she wants to go out nobody else wants to go out and i was i was asleep because the weed we were smoking put me to sleep so then i was asleep i finally wake up at one o'clock she's like i want to go out oh it's 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 daylight savings we got an extra hour to party <laughs> hey, <that's funny. laughs> she said we got an extra hour to party and y'all and y'all expect me to sit here no i'm not doing that so I'm the only one willing to go out with her. So I'm like, okay, I put on my makeup. I, I, I get dressed. Um, she gets dressed. And then the, the first the first warning about the, that it was a bad situation was that when we were walking out the door, she said, let's go Prince. And that's her dog. And I'm like, where the fuck is the dog going? Like, we're going to a strip club. The dog ain't going nowhere. So we had to drop the dog off. So that took an extra 30, 40 minutes, but the place was open 24 hours. So we was like, okay, no problem, cool. So we show up at, at the club and I'm gonna name the club because um, it's, it's a popular club, Booby Trap on the River. What city was you in again at this time? Miami. Okay, Booby Trap. On the river. On the river, okay. Cause it's a, it's a, it's a chain of- Oh, okay. Of, of booby traps there's booby traps in multiple locations so we ended up in the new one in miami because everyone says it's so this it's so that it's so that so instead of going to g5 which is where we were originally planning on going we go there um she has like 
her friends bought her like a hundred dollar bottle so we were drinking out the bottle it's like an hour drive to miami and i'm like are you really driving to miami she's like yeah i'm really driving to miami i fall asleep so i'm like okay yeah yeah go ahead drive to miami do your thing i'm i'm here you know i'm the only one that wanted to come so obviously it was like that should have been my red flag that nobody else wanted to come correct correct right right so we had to make two stops i had to stop we had to stop and delray drop her dog off stop again so i could give her sell her a pair of my lashes or whatever because she didn't have any lashes so i was like okay we finally get there right it's fucking four o'clock in the morning right they're open 24 hours though it's four o'clock in the morning we get to the door they say it's it's 150 to get in hell fucking no she says it's 150 again me i she doesn't tell me they're talking to her so i'm just standing behind her you know i freshly woken up freshly just got myself correct mouth washed and everything and like okay to my cat nap now i'm ready okay yeah we here time to party Bruh. right so we end up at the door and they're like it's 150 to get in she turns back and she looks at me and I'm looking at her. She doesn't say nothing. She hands <laughs> me money wrapped up. And she says, pay the lady. So I just pay the lady. Okay. I pay the lady, right? I pay the lady. Uh, I, I don't know how much it was. It was wrapped up. I, I don't know. It was wrapped up. So I just pay the lady. We walk inside. There's a whole bunch of money on the floor. Half dead. So then I'm like, let's, the first thing I do when I get inside the club is go to, go to the bar and get a drink because I'm not going to stand around without a drink. Like, Correct. So I go to the bar and get a drink. And then we're just standing there. We see that there's nobody on stage. All the girls are on the floor with the dope boys making their money. But we're like, so where's the, where, where's the people? Where's the entertainment? We end up leaving an hour later, right? Yeah. An hour later, she ends up driving home. We end up driving home and and overall, like I end up falling asleep again because it's like, dude, it's like seven in the morning. We're driving home. Like th this, was a, this was a pointless mission, right? So then the next day she texts me, hey, um, I'm gonna need that 150 back that I paid for you to get in. And I said, what? Nigga. I said, what? What do you mean? I said, you never told me it was 150. You never discussed that with me. Because if, if you would have told me it was 150, I'd have told y'all parking lot pimp. Hell why yeah. Why you going? I didn't, I didn't tell you to pay 150 for me. Exactly. So I'm like, I'll, I'll park I'll in the car. See, listen, I was already asleep. I can go I, right back. I have definitely done that with friends when we got somewhere and they's like, it's going to be a hundred dollars. And man, a homegirl like, well, y'all going in, we just going to send the car and, and talk about life. Yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> what? 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 No shame in my game. We're Especially because at the end of the day, we are females. Like, why am I paying 150 to get inside a fucking strip club? That is, that is hella true. Who the fuck is charging women 
first of all, not even just a strip club to get in a regular club that much money, but a strip club, anybody charging women? Like if it's 150 for men, it's probably gonna be $30 for women. And it's like if it was 150, what did it come with? Did it come with a bottle? It bet no, that shit better come with three bottles and a blowjob. It didn't come with nothing. That was just interest. Fuck that. I I interest you into rubbing my back if I'm paying that damn much. So so she was like, so I said, I didn't you didn't consult with me that it was 150. She said. Oh, you got in the car. You could have stayed home if you wanted to. Well, and that shows why you was the only one that wanted to go. Moreover, the story. No, I sent her her one fifty, just because I felt like. Of course, yeah. You know, you're like good, you, you're 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 legit person. You yeah, know? like I'm not I'm not gonna be mad. You paid one fifty for me to get in. Okay, you paid one fifty for me to get in. You ain't never gonna get me like that again. I probably would have. Done, no, I probably would have sent her 75 or 100. But I'm also a very nice gal. Which you, you probably, no, I wasn't going to send her a dime. I had to consult with my sister. And I was like, Linda, what should I do? Because. Yeah, I think I think I would have been mad at myself because I feel like I'm, I'm not one of those guys. That say, I mean, I'm a good guy. I'm a nice guy. But I feel like I have been taken advantage of from women in the past. And yes. I feel like I'm a nice dude. And I will, I probably would have just paid her the money as well and then been mad that I paid the money. Because I know a lot of other people would have said, fuck it, I ain't paying her shit. Yeah, exactly. So it was just like, wow, okay. And then it's like me knowing me, like I'm there. I... I used to dance. I'm seeing these bitches making money. I'm like, bitch, I could have been in here making money. You over here got me spending money to see these bitches making money. You got me in here looking stupid. And now I, I, I'm over here. I, I can't even enjoy myself. Ain't no bitch over here shaking ass entertaining me. Correct. That's and, bad and, as hell. And you just looking at me and I'm looking at you. And we could have been looking at each other all the way back in Palm Beach for free. Correct. Correct. For free. And just listening to music, just listening to music for, for cheaper, for, for for the cheap. You know, so I was just like, you know what? Like she's mourning right now. Um, let me just let me just send her back. Talking about she's hurting. You hurting? If a bitch would have talked, I'm like, well, you should have told me that she told you 150 because if a bitch would have ever told me 150 and they like, yeah, that's wild. 150. Um. um all right. Well, uh, we're done with this segment. Shout out. Um, I do have a, I'm a we're going to come back. I have a crazy, uh, a, no, not crazy, a funny strip club story uh, for when we come back. Uh, so we write funny back. Story too. It's off topic. Say what? I have a funny story too. It's off topic. It's about this Netflix series. You probably That's watched That's fine. It. Funny stories are funny stories. So we'll be right back. It's the Chicken and Liquor Hour. We'll be right back. We got the homie Shan, Shan Shan in the building. Uh, we'll be right back. <laughs> We back uh for anyone who's watching on youtube uh she's got ferrari out here her nice little doggy the dog is fucking beautiful by the way he's looking for a girlfriend <laughs> his, birthday this month. his birthday this month he turns two i'm telling you i used to be able to hide ferrari. this guy in my purse well you can't now 
Shout out to two-year-old Ferrari. All right, you said you had a funny story. Do you remember your funny story? Mm. <laughs> I've been having a lot of funny stories. Oh, gosh. Woo. Well, okay, fine. Do you remember your story? Oh, it wasn't a funny story. It was a tragic story. It's about this um, Netflix this Netflix show. Oh, yeah, that's what you said. Okay, cool. It's about this Netflix show, and the show is um, about um, how all these families in Indiana, they couldn't get pregnant, they couldn't have their baby and stuff like that. So they all went to a fertility, a fer fertility clinic um where where there was either a problem with the man or the woman something happened they couldn't get pregnant and it turns out that when they actually he all the families got pregnant but they all got pregnant with the doctor semen oh that it's a documentary i know exactly what you're talking about mm -hmm. oh what is the name I, I haven't watched it yet was the documentary really good um I only watched like two episodes of the documentary. I gotta watch that. I, I cannot remember. Like, what like they said that he has 96 kids still counting. That shit crazy as hell. Like he's, that's a fucking horrible person, bro. And, and, and he went to go meet them at dinner. And he's Are like- Are you serious? Yeah, and the documentary tells you he brought a gun to the dinner and he asked them if he could come in with his gun and stuff like that. And it turns out that he was really religious and that he he thought that he was doing it so that, you know, like he's spreading out his 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 genius genes. Nigga, what? <laughs> oh, it's called Our Father. Our Father. Mm -hmm. So and the yeah. only way they, they found out about it is because they always um inquiring on one of them inquired on ancestry. They found out they had they had six brothers in the same neighborhood. Yep. So yep, they ended up that person ended up ruining every, everybody's motherfucking day and boxing all day as they do you know that we're related? Bitch, no, I ain't need to know that. So the synopsis a fertility doctor secretly using his own sperm, a donor conceived woman looking for connections, and the rising horror of finding sibling after sibling. Brad, that's People are fucking. He has over ninety six kids. That's wild as shit. Cause I don't even want to have one kid. He has over ninety six kids, and they're still counting. They still don't know how many people. But but get this right. So they wanted to um prosecute him. They could not prosecute him. The only thing that they could get is obstruction of justice because he he refused to interview with them. So he only got obstruction of justice and he got a like little slap on the wrist because the prosecutor said you wanted a baby and you left with a baby. Well, damn. <laughs> <laughs> well, shit, guy. Ooh. All right, if someone was to make a documentary about your life, what kind of like, or if someone wanted to make a movie about your life, what kind of movie would that be? You feel like, oh. what, would it be a romantic comedy, a drama, a thriller, or action? Like, it'd, be, it'd, be, it'd be a little bit of, it'd be a, a thriller, action. It'd be a thriller, action. 
cameras lights action it would be it, it might be some some you know like people might get some um you know how how they said they they their dream sex moment they might get some of those <laughs> nigga what <laughs> <laughs> That's gonna be your movie. That's like, damn, that was my dream sex movie. No, and then it's gonna be a thriller. It's gonna be like, it's gonna be like, it's gonna be like, set it off, bitch, without the bank robbery. If you, what does that even mean? Set it off was all about bank robberies. That movie would be boring as shit without bank robberies. It's like, it's like, um, <laughs> it's like, okay, it depends. It depends on who we're, who we're filming because. When I when I dance, I like morph. And then a different person. Yeah. Do you feel like you you have to morph into a different person when you're dancing though? Yeah. Why? Because the the normal me, like I said, like I grew up as an introvert. Oh yeah, that is true. So the normal me. How do you do that then? Like if you're regularly an introvert, regularly. No, no, like I'm regularly and extrovert so it's like I like I'm regular like after high school and stuff like that I became an extrovert but then it's like I'm really an introverted person guess what I'm saying so how do you like like metamorph into something else like what do you do like I I can't I can't relate or understand that so how do you Um, change yourself honestly at first, it was the alcohol. Okay. At first, it was the alcohol. Like I could, like I could go on stage before I drank, but it wouldn't be as entertaining. It's like after my second or third drink. Okay, yeah. Now, now I'm looking for like my my victims. <laughs> Wait a minute. <laughs> my victim. <laughs> That's hilarious, bro. So <laughs> can you, could you look at a guy and be like, oh yeah, he's going to give a lot of money. Like, could you tell if a certain guy's going to give a lot of money? Um, You can tell when the guy's not spending money. Oh, really? Yeah, you can tell when the guy's not spending money. Um... But you can never tell when a guy is spending a lot of money. Because honestly, like, out of the most money I've ever made in one night dancing, it came from a guy who I thought had no money. And he was just like, and I was just like, I was leaving. And then I was like, okay, he's on my way out. I'm going to just stop here and talk to him. Yeah. What do you... Cause I know what like what they be saying to guys as a guy who's been frequenting frequented a couple clubs. I know like how they stop by and talk to you. Like, how are you even thinking what you should say to the guy? Um, um it depends on what the guy likes. You can tell what he likes though. No, you look for clues. Just like if like you're trying to talk to a girl and you notice that her nails are green so you would be like oh are, is your favorite color green mm, so it's a lot of those same things 
Yeah, it's a lot of the same things. So it's like, hey, how are you doing? Where are you from? Okay, if you tell me where you're from, maybe I've been there. Maybe we can talk about that or how your day is or what your day was like. Some people, they like to complain about their wives. Some people, they want to cry. I have had several of my homegirls that dance talk about how there's a lot of men that come in there that like to complain about their wives, which is funny as hell. Like, I've heard a lot of that. And that's like one of the most common things that they just want to come in and complain about their their wives. Yeah. That's funny as shit, bro. Yeah, they, they want to come in and complain about their wives or... But you know what's the funny thing? As I've realized, bless you. Thank you. <laughs> the best for for future strippers out there, <laughs> for future for future um 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 prospects, women who are out there looking to get their tuition paid, women who are out there looking for you know just 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 to get by, get something paid. Okay. Pay attention to your prospect. Know what he's into. Because people pay attention no matter who it is. People pay attention if you actually listen to them talk. Right. People pay attention if you listen to them talk. And one thing about it and two things for certain. I'm, where did I start with this point? Where did I start at this point? Because I had to be trying to, you giving the future strippers advice. <laughs> okay, future strippers. <laughs> Number one rule. Number one rule. The only rule they kept saying over and over in high school, keep your eyes on your own paper. What's that mean? Keep your eyes on your own paper. What do you mean by keep your eyes on your own paper? Okay, if you're fo- if you're so focused on watering your own grass, you can't pay attention to how the how your neighbor's grass looks. So don't hate on the other chick. Yeah, don't does. hate on the other chick. Don't hate on the other chick because she making a bag. Like, don't 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 be fake and try to befriend her just because she's making a bag. Because you don't know if whatever she wants, because I've been reading all these horror stories on Twitter. Like, I went to Dubai. My friend said she's making a bag. Then they made me fuck the dog. They made I saw me- that same story that you talking about. That shit crazier than a motherfucker. Exactly. It's like it's like whatever somebody else is willing to do, you may not be willing to do it. So do not always look at whatever they're getting as a prize, mm-hmm. because sometimes. Some people sacrifice more than what you would sacrifice for that same thing. Ooh, my nigga, that is real good life advice, period. Shit, look at, look, my nigga, sincerely, Shan out here dropping them motherfucking Like, seriously, like, for real, because you really don't understand that everybody is not willing to sacrifice the same. Some bitches got kids, so they need to sacrifice more. So don't be mad because she's making more than you that night because she's sacrificing more. She's dealing with more at the end of the day. And she's willing to put up with some bullshit because she's got to get through this shit. Like she knows what she's got to go home to. 
Exactly. So I, I got to put up with this bullshit and I'm going to do it. Like more people, there are certain people that are willing to put up with more shit just to get through what they're going through. That's, and, and that's just true for real life. I remembered my point. My point was, <laughs> ladies, be blessed. Be blessed with the man you meet that wants to give you money just to complain about his girlfriend. Because when you meet one that's single and he got all fucking day, 24 hours to fucking text your phone and fucking call you and bother you and tell you you ain't hit him up and you ain't miss him. You gonna forget that, bitch. No, now you gotta morph back, bitch. It's morphing time. Okay? Power Rangers, baby. Morphing okay, time. Okay, so, like, you better respect the ones that leave you to have your time to live your life because at the end of the day, when you go in to dance, you go into work, right? When you get off, you expect to get off from work, right? But if you got that single client, yeah, he has, you have his undivided attention, but now, he wants your undivided attention as well. It's a double-ended sword. Yeah. So you got to realize where you can really fit yourself and where you can really like, but at the end of the day, no matter if you're single, taken, divorced, married, and gay, bitch, it doesn't matter. You better keep your eyes on your own paper because, because that's the only thing that's going to make you if he's not willing to provide or whatever whatever move on to the next because you can't be wasting your time on on a cactus thinking that it's gonna give you a flower bitch it's not all right so all right a couple little quick hitter questions before we end this segment um we'll just stick to the topic that we're on dancing what's the best time of day to get the most money you feel like? It depends. On what? The season. It depends on the season, what time of year it is. Mm-hmm. So if it's summertime, if it's July, if it's July, what it's either day a- is if it's July, it don't matter if it's morning or nighttime. It ain't Florida, bitch. It's too hot. <laughs> Wait a minute. You said if it's July, it doesn't matter if it's nighttime or daytime. And Florida, they just gonna be out there. It's too hot. There's there's that like there's seas. It's seasonal. Everything is seasonal. Oh really? You have to realize that everything is seasonal. There's a season for pumpkins there is a season for for um for lilies there's a season for orchids everything for strawberries for blueberries yeah everybody has its time timing is everything so for dancers in florida we'll say in florida what time of the year is best december to december to to april really Mm-hmm. No, Why? November, November to April, right after ha- Halloween. Why do you have a estimation as to why? Like, do you have a hypothesis as to why um, it could because be? Because all the all the people from up north that live up north six months, they come down. Oh, because it's cold up there, so they come down here during those months. Yeah, so but it's, it's actually not summertime then. Yeah, 
exactly the best time for florida is from november to april right before right after spring because then it's warm in new york and it's beautiful in new york and stuff like that so yeah. they want to be in new york so yeah because up in new york if it's fucking june it's not that fucking hot it's it's just perfect weather it's, perfect it's not weather. humid because in florida that shit humid and hot than a motherfucker exactly exactly and who wants to be here nobody not even the floridians damn that makes so much fucking sense that shit crazy to me crazy as hell all right all right so are there certain songs that you think work best to get more money or that creates more of the culture of a nice strip club vibe? No. You have to have like a nice mix because I because because um the places that I worked in because I've worked in mixture strip club black strip clubs and white strip clubs um the white strip clubs be playing madonna songs and rock songs and shit so i don't give a fuck what they play well of course you don't <laughs> because one thing about it is every every song no matter what the song there's a rhythm to the song you have to bounce the rhythm yeah word up so no matter what the song is it doesn't matter if it's michael jackson if it's the fucking if it's the Beatles, there's a beat to that song and you must move to that beat or you just look like you're off beat. True that. I will say, so we went to the, I went to the strip club about a month and a half ago, about a month and a half, two months ago, I went to Pink Pony here in Atlanta. Oh, um, how was that? I haven't been there. Pink Have Pony. you been to Follies? To where? Follies. No, I haven't, but my friend said that that's not a nice chill time. They just, they said they had a good time at Follies, though. But in Magic City? I haven't been to Magic City yet, though. I have not been to Magic City, and I want to go, but I feel, sometimes I feel like Magic City is the bougie of the strip clubs here. Mm-hmm. I just feel like it might be that, and I'm not trying to deal with the bougie shit, but I went to Pink Pony. Pink Pony is a nice cool spot it's not extra it's not ratchet it's not bougie it's just you know we just right here just just we on the same level did you go to the cheetahs over there no (laughs) no i did we was gonna go to cheetahs but i and then my homeboy who's from atlanta that frequents all the strip clubs just go to pink pony tonight bro that's Mm -hmm. what he told me he said just go to pink pony so we went to pink pony and it was uh, music and it was it was like a random so I was working from home so it was on it was a random Wednesday night and then we went and it was a mixture of music you had like rap music some rock stuff here and there but like it was cool music though and there was a variety of girls it was white women black women hispanic women like it was a variety of women and the chicken wings was fire Mm-hmm. The chicken wings was good than a motherfucker. Cause me and it was me and two of my homegirls. So that made it even better. I like going to strip clubs with women. Like I don't know why, but that makes it so much better. That's just cool as shit. That's so. that's the only honestly, I've realized that even after dancing, that's the only club I really like to go to. Cause then I don't have to really focus on being hit on. Yeah, I can see that. That that makes a lot of sense though. 
I don't, have, I don't have to focus on being hit on. It's like, if I'm a customer and you a customer, you want to talk to me, bitch, where's the money? Correct. Like, because, like, you came here to spend money, so it's not like that. But, like, you go up to a regular club, everybody's at, at your throat. They all sweaty. They all this and that. Like, at the strip club, it's nice and cool. They just want you to chill, relax. You, yep. can, you can go there fresh. You can leave fresh. You can, like, you know, you could just, if you want to indulge, you can. If you don't want to indulge, you can. If you want to talk to people, you can. If you don't, you don't. But at the regular club, it's like, nah, you here, bitch. And even on the man's side, I felt cool. Like, the women weren't trying to pressure me to, you want to lap dance, you want to lap dance, you want to do this, you want to do that. Like, they was just cool and chill as hell. Like, you had diversity, the music was cool, the wings was good, and it was really, it was really just a chill-ass vibe, and I really appreciated a chill-ass vibe. Did you go it, during the nighttime or during the daytime? It No, it was nighttime. It was, like, 10 o'clock at night when we went, because, actually, we was recording a podcast with two of my homegirls, and one of my homegirls, she lives in California, and all she hears about Atlanta is strip clubs. So she just wanted to go to a strip club while she was here. And I wasn't trying to go. I'm like, bro, I don't They don't like have strip girls. clubs in Cali? No, they definitely do. But you know, Atlanta is known for strip clubs and soul food and chicken wings and Waffle House and shit. So, Atlanta and Miami. Correct. So she's here from California. So she just wanted to go and experience a strip club here. She wanted to experience Waffle House and a strip club. And we went to Waffle House after the strip club. No, Waffle House ain't busting. Ain't, ain't nothing wrong. Whew. Waffle House. It, what's funny as shit, though. So we sitting over there eating wings, drinking, talking and shit. And the stripper, she leans down to us and she goes, hey, what time is it? Because I'm trying to get off of work. And we're like, what the fuck? She said, no, what time is it? And we're like... It's 11.30. She's like, good. I'm about to get off in about 45 minutes. I'm, I'm got to, I got to get out of here. I'm tired. And she was fine as hell, butt naked. And the fact that she was just saying, what time is it while she's butt naked and dancing, that shit's crazy as hell. So she was a cool-ass chick, though. But pink Yeah, like, like a lot of the times when you go to, like, the little mixture spots, some of them, some of them, they're not even trying to get, they just trying to chill. So it's like, if you're trying to chill, okay, we could chill. If you're not trying to chill, they're not down your throat like that. And that's what I appreciated about that. Like, don't be down my throat. Let's just, I just, I'm here to chill. And I gave her, I gave her a 20 here, 20 there, and some money or whatever. I was just chilling. It was a cool little chill vibe on a Wednesday night. We just cooking. All right. I'm I'm sorry. It was a chill Wednesday night. I'm sorry. She cooking. I smell no, the no, shit. What's she like, cooking? What's she cooking? What you cooking? I'm making soup plantains. She's Fried just making plantains. Fried you know they hella Florida, y'all. Oh, so, <laughs> uh, we hella, hella Haitian, y'all. You know they, we love we hella, love our they, bro, they hella Haitian in Florida because since I've been in Atlanta, I don't never heard people talking about. Oh yeah, we cooking Haitian. I, I said Haitian plantain. <laughs> I've been drinking a little. I've been drinking a little bit, y'all. I've been drinking a little bit. No, but, uh, I made some food yesterday. I made some fry, some turkey and sauce and shit. We had some rice. What does that mean? Turkey and sauce and shit. We had some rice. You know, them all them Florida it's cultures. Gravy. They love some gravy. rice, y'all. Gravy. So we call it sauce. 
also has gravy. Yeah. She, she put the parentheses. Turkey, turkey also has turkey. Are y'all women? Are y'all both Haitian? Yes, she 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 was she stayed in Haiti longer than I. Who's more? Who's more Haitian? She is. Shout out! Shout out to the Zoes. You know, we just finding out that 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 the Zoes was just paying. We still paying for the Eiffel Tower. You know, we just found out. (laughs) You know, we still. I miss Florida, bro. Like I mean, I. I legit really think, all right, so, all right, before we end this segment here, because I was thinking about this earlier, thinking about what city fits your vibe the most or what state? And I really feel like I enjoy Atlanta. I like living in Atlanta. But my my energy, my vibe of who I am, I don't really think it fits Atlanta. I think I fit Florida way more, bro. Like, I miss, Florida's way more chill you can wear tank tops everywhere and shorts. And like here in Atlanta, everybody's trying to be so bougie and dress so fucking nice. And I don't care about none of that shit. Yeah, I think you you don't care about that. Me, I'm the type that on the, like on a regular day, Florida fits me perfect because on a regular day, I could just throw on a tank top, throw on some shorts and just be like, all right, bye. Unless I'm trying to really give an impression. But the one thing I don't like about Florida is that I have too much clothes that I literally cannot wear all my clothes. Um, yeah, I don't I don't have too much clothes. So I Yeah, do. so okay. it's like when I go to Atlanta and shit, I love it because I get to pull out my fur boots. I get to pull out my coat. I get to pull out my Tims. I get to pull out, oh, okay, yeah. Yeah, are we dressing up? Are we dressing up? Let's go. So I dressed so- up like one time and then... Chicago, New York, Cali. I just I get dressed one time during the day. I'm good for the day. Okay. Florida, it's like you can't get dressed one time. You might sweat out that shit by five hours, six hours. So what is what is too cold for you? What what temperature does it is it what temperature does it get to where you're like, damn, it's fucking degrees, cold out here? Huh? 20 degrees. 28? 20 degrees. Oh, I was surprised. I thought she was going to say about 55. No, 55, I'd be fine. Oh, okay. What's my homegirl say then? What did you say? Cold? What's cold? Oh, you know I'm not being cold. Um, what's cold to you, 40 degrees? Yeah, because I've never been below 40, 40, 45. What's the one minute? She said she never, what's the lowest Actually, temperature she's been to? Boston was like 20, but that was too cold for me. She said the lowest temperature she's been to is Boston is 20. And that was way too cold for her. So 45. So outside outside of Boston, though, what's the probably lowest she's probably been to? Outside of 20 degrees. I think Boston Boston is like the coldest. No, no, Boston. No, that shit cold as hell. But outside of Boston, what is the coldest she's been to? Tallahassee. Oh, no. Oh, Tallahassee don't count. Fuck that shit. New York. New York wasn't cold. It was July 4th. Okay. <laughs> See, yeah. y'all so Florida. Y'all are so fucking Florida. No, it wasn't cold. It was July 4th. And then um, when you, we, you had to buy that jacket, that big old jacket, that was New York. That one night, it was super cold. Oh, yeah. That, that one night, it was super cold in New York. But it was like, it was like 40. It's because I, I, I packed for the, for the summer. So for you, what do you think? 
what temperature does it have to get to where you're like, damn, it's cold as shit out here? 20. Oh, that's not bad then. I thought you was going to, because Florida folk, they be talking about 60. Oh, no. I be, I be so happy. You should see me. I be like, ooh, I wear my clothes today. Oh, because you want to wear all them clothes and shit. Yeah, I have hoodies. I have jackets that I don't wear. I have, because, cause, you know, like, once you travel to the cold places, like, you know, you have to buy the attire so you feel comfortable. Uh, trust me, I grew up in Louisville. I used to have to stand on the bus stop in the morning in two degree weather. So I understand the cold weather, nigga. Listen, <laughs> I remember when Florida, it used to get really cold. Nigga, it did not get really cold there. Get the fuck. Well, when I was younger, it was cold. It was like 40s. It would get to 40s. Get, get the fuck out of 40 degrees, nigga. If it was 40 degrees in February, we was ready to barbecue and wash our cars. Listen, yeah, uh-huh. Tallahassee yeah. cold. Tallahassee gets chilly, not cold. It gets chilly. And dry. She said, what? <laughs> and you know what's the problem with Tallahassee? All that fucking pollen that be on a motherfucking car. Oh, no, nah, that, poly- that pollen wild than a motherfucker in Tallahassee. <laughs> It's like it's like don't even wash your car this week, baby. It's not gonna do nothing. Do not do not wash your car from March to May if you live in Tallahassee. Your car gonna be green and yellow with pollen on that motherfucker. I'm telling you, I understand. I understand why them look why all the why all the Americans they be like, oh, we leaving for the summer. Yeah, bitch, me too. Yeah, that like that that, yeah. that shit be fucking full of allergies and pollen. I'm telling you, it is full of allergies. And no, but the one thing that we need to have a petition on for Tallahassee is this towing issue. I don't even live there no more. And I see that this towing issue is still a problem. How long you been gone for Tally? 2019. How much did you love? No, Tally? no. Even after that, even after that, because I went to see Key. I'll stay with Key. Tally, I fucking love Tally, though. I ain't gonna lie. I loved my time there. Even though you thought I was a fucking student there, even though I was a professional. I mean, you definitely, you definitely made me have a good time. All right, now you, that's you, making you, me. You, you Hold on, wait a minute. How old? How the? How old the fuck was you when we first met, my nigga? I'm 27. I didn't ask how you was now. How the? Okay, I'm gonna have to cut this part out because now I'm getting nervous. About... Four years ago, I was 23. Four years ago, wait a minute, hold on. We first met in what, 2015? 19. Oh, it it wasn't 2019 when we first met, was it? It was, because I moved, I was going to, I met you when I was going to Florida State. That's when I met Kia. And how old was you? I was 23. Okay, cool. Oh, Lord, thank you, God. I told you that I went to, I didn't go to college directly after high school. You said that was 2019, you was 23 in 2019. How do you, wait a minute, how do you, how do, how, how do you think I was at that time? I, wait a minute, no, no, no. Fuck the, how do you think I am now? You just told me how old you are. You told me Okay, fine. Wait a minute, how old am I? 36. Nigga, not you, this motherfucker. I am not 36. What are you? I'm a little disrespect. I'm 34. Okay. Wait a minute. So I first met you, you was like 23? 
I was 23. Okay. All right. We're about to end this segment here. Excuse me. <laughs> what? It's not my fault. I, I age fine light wine. Girl, get your ass out of here. Um.